Most people think that they are choosing between the good and the bad. In reality, they are choosing between being mediocre and becoming truly great. Welcome to the Next Action Podcast with your host, Brian Wallace. In 15 minutes, we'll help our guests catapult from their current situation to a path of greatness. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It is your host, Brian Wallace, back with the Next Action Podcast. I am here today with my buddy, Jason Barnard. Jason and I actually had a wonderful chance to hang out in person in New York City for Global Marketing Day. And although this is a show that's supposed to be 15 minutes long, I think between the two of us, we could probably talk for hours and hours on end. But for those of you who are not familiar with Jason, Jason has over two decades, that's right, two of experience in digital marketing. He started promoting his first website in the year Google was incorporated and built it up to be one of the top 10,000 most visited sites in the world. That was 60 million visits back in 2007. Today, he is a full-time 100% digital nomad. If you're not familiar with what a 100% digital nomad is, we will be diving right into that shortly. He also speaks at conferences around the world, interviewing industry experts for his SEO is AEO podcast, and lecturer on the brand SERP, that's S-E-R-P. If you don't know what SERPs are, that's because you're probably not an SEO. That's search engine ranking positions. In his course at Calicube, that's K-A-L-I-C-U-B-E dot pro. Jason, thank you for coming on the show today. Being the digital nomad as you are, where are you broadcasting from right now? It's lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I'm in LA, and as you said, we were in New York chatting just a few days ago. Um, so I, I, I flew across. I'm here for a, a digital marketing conference called Ungagged, which is going to be great. Fabulous. So let's dive right into what di- being a digital nomad is. I know that you and I have a mutual friend who's been on the show before, Stuart Rogers. He and I yeah. have met before. Stuart's a wonderful guy. We met up at South by Southwest a year ago, and he got into a lot about what being a digital nomad is, but I'd love to hear it from your perspective as well, because I don't think we have nearly enough digital nomads on the show, although I'm sure plenty of you listening out there in the audience are. So tell us what that actually means to you. Well, I mean, you've just actually made me think of something, because I, yeah, I met Stuart uh, a few months ago, but uh, the difference between a remote worker and a digital nomad, um, because I actually went remote uh, when I started in the internet back in 1999, I moved to Mauritius off the coast of Madagascar um, with the idea that I could run a website from a desert island, which I did. Um, and that was being um, a remoter. I wasn't anywhere near the people I was actually working with. I was on the other side of the world in the sunshine with my feet in the sea, uh, in my deck chair on the beach. Um, and the last, since January this year, I've become a digital nomad. Um, and that just means I don't have a flat or a house or any location where I could call it home. I've put all my stuff into storage and I travel and live in hotels the whole time. So I spent since January sleeping in hotels, a couple of Airbnbs. Um, I think um, Stuart Rogers has been doing it for three years or something. I've only been doing it for nine months. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not a, such a hardcore um, digital nomad. Well, you are already. He's just been doing it longer. <laughs> but uh, I, I would yeah. agree. I think there's definitely a lot well, of difference between remote and being a digital nomad. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. 
No, I mean, I think kind of the digital world is brilliant for being remote. I mean, I think kind of a lot of us could start thinking about that, whether it's full time or part time, i.e. you get your boss to say you can work from home one day or two days a week if you're if you are working online. And I think we most of us are now. I mean, unless you're working in a shop or a bar or something, you can't really do that remotely. But um, the idea of being remote isn't as remote as you might imagine. Uh, the idea of being a digital nomad is something else, again, in the sense that being a digital nomad means that I actually can't go and see my clients very often, and the whole thing is done on uh, meetings online and emails. Um, and, and that can be a struggle because I'm still having to work to make a living. Um, but I have to work with clients remotely, but I'm constantly in different places when I'm actually working with them. So uh, one of the big problems is the difference in time between Europe and America or Europe and Australia. Um, where I actually have to get up very early in the morning to be able to talk to them because like this morning I was up at six o'clock to talk to a client because it was middle of their afternoon they had to go and pick their kid up from school. Right. And I think we could talk a lot about the pros and cons and all of that, but since this is a 15-minute show and we're five minutes in, I want to drive the conversation a little bit about why a person would be a digital nomad. So I think that if you are a product or service kind of a company and you have clients and you do consulting, that kind of stuff, being a digital nomad is probably quite difficult, especially with the time zones, making sure, you know, we just had daylight savings. It could be just unbearable in terms of even just getting to the meeting on time, right? So I think that isn't always the best model if you're a digital nomad trying to match that up with consulting where you do need to have meetings at specific intervals. I think where it does come into play that I've seen both you and Stuart really jumping into it is the conference circuit, right? So you said that you're just out there in LA for Ungagged. I don't know a whole lot about that particular one. I would love to hear more. I'm sure the audience would as well. But it seems like to me, rather than running around trying to meet the needs of different clients for a product or service or consulting, if you're constantly traveling and you're going to speaking events, if you're whether you're being a panelist, whether you're being an MC, whether you're being a keynote speaker, that seems like it's really locked up a, a really good fit with being a digital nomad. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I think that's a really, really good view of it. Uh, I mean, I, I consult still because it's the only way I can make the money to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, I don't get paid for the conferences yet or the emceeing yet. And the idea is eventually I can do what I think Stuart is doing, which is making that uh, perhaps not a full-time job, but certainly pay um, a big chunk of kind of the the living expenses, whereas I'm actually consulting to make the living to be able to do this. I'm paying my own expenses. Um, And that's kind of an adventure. And it's a big risk as well, of course, because I'm putting the money on the table and and hoping it's going to pay off further down the line. Uh, I have a friend who said, you know, what are you doing? where's this going to pay? And I said, I've got no idea, but it feels right. Something I want to do and it's something I'm enjoying. And something in my uh, soul or my my heart of hearts makes me think that this is the right thing to do today and that in the future it will pay, but I'm not sure how it will pay. Uh, But right now, consulting, rubbish idea trying to do that when you're digital nomadic nomadic around the world. Um, Conferences are a brilliant way to do it. And uh, I'm I'm trying to organize yet next year, get the speaking gigs so that I can speak about the stuff I'm passionate about, which is digital marketing or marketing on the digital platform, perhaps we could even say. Uh, MCing, which I love doing. Uh, I'm going to do it ungagged. I'm doing the official interviews. So when people have given a talk, they come off and I do a video interview, which will then be published online by the ungagged organizers. Great. So let's spend the rest of the time trying to get you more gigs. (laughs) Let's figure it out. So (laughs) tell us a little bit more about ungagged. I mean, I help people with call for speakers and I'm behind the scenes at different events. 
Um, I certainly know a lot of people in that world. So tell everybody a little bit about Ungagged. And then if you could dive into maybe a little bit more on what you speak about and what you MC for, I think that that could really yeah. help move the game for you. Yeah, great. No, I mean, uh, Ungagged is a really nice event. I and mean, I've never been to one before. I mean, nice, a horrible word. I shouldn't have said that. It's a brilliant event. Um, and it's a bit like Take It Offline. There's a guy called Jerry White who organizes Take It Offline who's actually speaking at um, Ungagged. And the idea is we're in a, or the people who attend it will hear speakers say things they wouldn't normally say in a conference. Because in conferences, you've got to be a little bit careful uh, about what you say in order not to A, offend people, B, get shot down in flames because maybe you've said something a little bit um, adventurous. Uh, and the idea with something like Ungagged is to be able to talk freely and the people who attend it actually get people like Jerry White or myself, if I ever get the honour of speaking there, saying things we perhaps wouldn't say in public and perhaps wouldn't say to our clients. Um, and that, that's really interesting. And it, But it does take that, um, in English, we say, take it with a pinch of salt. I don't know if you say the same thing in America. Yep, we do. Um, we speak English here. here. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> Never, I'm not even touching <laughs> that one. That'll be a half hour show. The, uh, all right. Yeah, okay. No, I, 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 it's the colloquialisms. For me, that's a colloquialism that just makes sense. Yep. And I've said it in Australia, they don't know. But that, that idea of kind of, you've got to have the intelligence to realize that what's being said is not necessarily um, fact. It's a theory. Um, it's an idea that might be useful, or it might be a little bit cheeky that you're kind of like twisting Google's algorithm a little bit to suit your needs, which I think we all do from time to time, but don't all admit to. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, I want to talk a little bit about your personal brand. So as I was explaining your whole intro there, I was thinking about it. And a lot of the things that we were talking about didn't really touch on that you wanted to only speak and be an MC, right? So there's a lot about the course. There's a lot about the podcast. There's a lot about things in the past. I think that if you were intentional, really getting people to see you as a keynote speaker, MC, panelist, all those kinds of things. And I'm looking at it, let's say from a, a LinkedIn perspective. Yeah, I feel like LinkedIn and everyone who listens to the show knows that I'm going to go there. So whatever, mm. but you didn't know that necessarily. Uh, I feel like if I'm looking at your profile and I look at your background picture and I look at your byline and all of that, I would never have guessed that you want to do these things because it's more about SEO is AEO. I'm not sure that people necessarily know what AEO is outside of the, the search world, podcasting, all that kind of stuff. I, I feel like if you change the persona of that to being more of hi, I am a keynote speaker, I am a speaker, I am an MC, I'm a digital nomad, and I'm always available for all sorts of different speaking events because I'm everywhere. I'm not tied down to a place. So a lot of a lot of times people will reach out to me outside of the United States, and I don't necessarily want to go somewhere super far just for the experience of going that may or may not be paid, even if it was paid a little, to just, you know, the, the amount of time it's going to take, that's not going to work for me given the, the kind of consulting business that I have, right? I, I feel like my clients and my team need me to be a little closer and all of that, but I still build the personal brand. I would love to see some things, even just some visual images of you on stage, pieces of it. I feel like if you had that, if you had a whole speaker reel, scissor reel, I feel like people would connect the dots faster as opposed mm. to, hey, okay, here's a guy who kind of does digital nomad stuff and he does SEO stuff. 
it's not all SEOs are speakers. They're not necessarily the most conversant people, right? They might be conversant to the search engines. So I feel like there's there's really a lot of personal branding work that could be put in here. And I think Digital Nomad is a great piece of it because that leads right to it. I think the podcast is definitely great for it as well. The course, of course, is portable and people could do it. But yeah. if, if this is really what you want to embrace, you know, full force, let's really blow it out there, man. Do you have, and yeah. also, sorry for the long-winded uh, observation no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm getting free career advice from a genius. This is brilliant. This is what the show is for. The show is for you, not for everybody listening. Sorry, right. guys, but actually <laughs> for Jason, you guys take the back seat because you know that you could be on the show too. It's really just you guys listening to what we're trying to do to help Jason. So Jason, with everybody listening, because there's all sorts of smart marketers and whatnot that listen to the show, do you have any specific shows you you would love to be a part of to really build that pedigree? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've done uh, pod, uh, PubCon, Brighton SEO. Uh, I'm going to do Ungagged. I'm going to do State of Digital, SMX London, SMX Munich. So, I mean, I've kind of done the big ones, which is kind of amazing for me in such a short period of time. It's only been about a year. Um, and you were talking about, I think it was South by Southwest. And I'm really now terribly interested in the idea of expanding out beyond digital marketing uh, to marketing. Um, I was talking to Jono Alderson about, um, instead of having a content strategy, looking at our content strategy as a solution strategy. Uh, we're going to have a chat about it next week. And he said very rightly, we're not the people to talk about it. A real business marketing guru experty kind of person would be much better because they could make something more out of it. I build your business on the idea of bringing solutions to people, which yeah. goes much beyond content, which is where we're, we're looking at from. We're thinking, oh, aren't we geniuses? Instead of saying content strategy, we say solution strategy, and that helps our clients as marketers, digital marketers, to better create their content. But if you look at your whole business, you're creating solutions, you're providing solutions. And I agree with him. And I would like to get that message out and get somebody smarter than we are at marketing and business to pick it up. I'm with you, man. I mean, I'm just taking note of all the conferences that you just mentioned. And most of them are on the smaller side and they're very much dead center, search marketing, same crowd, not very diverse. And yes. that is echo chamber. So uh, we are approaching towards the end of the show, but I think that you and I are going to have to have a lot more chats when it comes to South by Southwest. And I know your mm. fellow um, mutual friend, digital nomad, Stuart and I have met out there. It's a much bigger world. 300,000 people go to it. And I feel like you got to get plugged mm. in some of the, the broader based kinds of events. Because what Yeah, I'm 100% on board and, and you talk to me about it and 100%. Everything you've told me today is brilliant. Hey, that's what we're here for, man. Listen, it looks like you've <laughs> hit about time today. So you've been a, a wonderful guest. Obviously, many more productive conversations to come. But where can everybody find you if you're not bouncing into their city? Where can they find you online? Jason M. Barnard on Twitter. Uh, caddycube.pro is my professional website where I look at the brand SERPs, which is uh, where I look at the brand SERPs, and that's the, the big thing I'm interested in. Jason Barnard on LinkedIn. 